This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. You are listening to a section of the LibriVox Nano Remo project, in which a number of LibriVox volunteers write and record a whole novel together in a serial form during November 2006. The project is based on the idea started by the National Novel Writing Month. Chapter 1 Written by Juho Freud Recorded by Juho Freud It rained. It always seems to rain at funerals, as if nature feared that people might not feel sad enough without it. The rattle of raindrops against my umbrella felt almost soothing as I watched the coffin disappear into the grave. I knew most of the people gathered around the grave, but some were unfamiliar. Very distant relatives, probably. The ceremony was quickly over, and so my uncle was laid to rest under six feet of dirt. I guess I should have been sad, but it was hard to feel sorry for a man that I never much knew. Sure, I'd seen him in family reunions and such, but other than that he was a total stranger. The only memory of him that I had was from childhood. I was playing hide-and-seek with my sister when suddenly his car pulled up to our house. We watched in awe as this long-coated gentleman emerged from his black BMW and made his way towards us. For a moment, he just stood there, watching us. Then he knelt down before me and asked, And who might you be, my young lad? Trevor, I answered, proud of the fact that I was able to answer this obviously exciting man. Ah, a fine name you got there, he spoke in a warm tone. I was named after my grandfather, I continued, still very proud and excited. Indeed you were, and I bet you will be just like him when you grow up, traveling around the world, visiting all the exciting places this globe has to offer. He then gave me a last pat on the shoulder and continued his way inside our house. His vision of me had sounded very exciting at the time, but as I grew older I realized that I would never become like that. I would never see all those exciting places because of one simple reason. I hated traveling. I was always the one asking, are we there yet? on family trips and first to run back to the safety and comfort of our house upon returning from one of these trips. I was awakened from my thoughts by a man approaching me with swift, firm steps. The man wore a black business suit, polished leather shoes and a kind of hat that you would have expected from a 1940s detective. His face didn't ring any bells, but I figured he was just another friend of a relative wanting to express his condolences. As he reached me, I put out my hand and he shook it firmly. 
might you be Trevor Ames? He inquired in a very businesslike manner. That is my name, yes, I answered, likewise serious. And what of it? I am the executive manager at World Con Airlines, and I... If this is a sales pitch, you have selected the most inappropriate place for it. I quickly cut in. No, 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 nothing like that, Mr. Ames, he said hastily. I was asked by Mr. Jeffrey Ames, your uncle, I believe, to relate you the following message. He then reached into his pocket and drew out an envelope. He opened the envelope briskly, took out the letter that was inside, and started to read it in a dry voice. Dear Trevor, as you might already know, I am dead. It is customary for the person that has died to make certain arrangements prior to death concerning his wealth and property. As I am a slave to custom, I have made these arrangements. I once recall saying to you that you would become like your grandfather and that you would travel to many exciting places. To my great disappointment, no such thing has happened. Therefore, I have to take certain steps to make that happen. The person standing before you is Gerhard Grayson, with whom I have made the following agreement. In return for all my years as a customer of their airline and my generous donation to their company, he has agreed to grant you a lifetime of free flight with their airline. I sincerely hope that you will take full advantage of this arrangement and become the man that I once expected you to become. Best regards, your uncle, Jeffrey Ames. He then folded the paper, placed it back into the envelope and handed it to me. For a moment, I just stood there staring at the man until I realized that he probably expected an answer of some kind. Uh, thanks, I finally was able to utter. You are welcome, Mr. Ames. We look forward to your first flight. You're gonna have to wait for a long time, I uttered under my breath. What was that, Mr. Ames? he asked coolly. <clears throat> nothing, nothing at all. Very well, Mr. Ames. I must be off. Goodbye, Mr. Ames. He turned around and walked away as swiftly as he had approached me, got into his car and drove away. As I stood there, alone in the rain, all I could think of was, why? Why had he given me this inheritance? Sure, he had said that he wished me to become a traveller like my grandfather, but he must have known I hated travelling, especially flying. Well, it was a bit too late to argue now, him being dead and all. So all I could do was to forget about it and go home. I turned to face the still open grave one last time, tipped my hat and walked away.
I drove through my quiet neighborhood, at the rain patching the roof of my car. By the time I had pulled into my driveway, I had all but forgotten about Reinhard and his free flights. I had better things to occupy my thoughts. Once inside, I carelessly threw my jacket on the sofa, kicked my shoes from my feet, and rushed to the computer. I had left it on, so it didn't take me long to find my way to the wonderful world of LibriVox. I quickly logged in and was once again ready to give my contribution to public domain audiobooks. I worked my way through the forums, checking every new post to see what interesting things had happened while I was away. New projects had emerged, both solos and collaborations. The heartwarming discussions were still going strong, and I even managed to find new tips on recording. After replying to the most interesting discussions, I proceeded to check the new projects. Most of them were works unknown to me, but one of them really got my attention. I didn't know that one either, but something in the title tickled my imagination. It read, The Mystery. The title itself wasn't very informative, but that was just the thing that got me interested. I loved mystery stories, and this title left me wondering what the mystery was about. You would have expected it to be the mystery of the lake or the mystery at the vicarage, but no, this was just the mystery. The project didn't seem to have any recordings as of yet, only the introduction and a link to a Gutenberg text. I decided not to read the Gutenberg text yet, since it would be much more fun to listen to it being read by the soloist. I made a mental note to check back on this project later on, and after replying to the project thread about my great anticipation, I proceeded to check the status of the project I was involved in. As I did this, I completely lost track of time. The hours just seemed to fly away, and before I even knew it, it was dark outside. I probably would have just sat there till morning if my stomach hadn't made its presence known by loud rumbling. As I stood up, I noticed that my cell phone was flashing. I had turned it silent during my LibriVoxing, so it wouldn't make unnecessary background noise to my recordings. I picked it up and answered. Oh, hi Trevor, came the sound of my sister from the speaker. I've been trying to call you all night. How was the funeral? Hi, sis. Well, the funeral was what you would expect from a funeral. Grim, dull, and of course it was raining. The one strange thing happened. Ooh, tell me more, she said in exaggerated excitement. Well, I was approached by this airline executive who informed me that Jeffrey's last wish had been that I could fly with them for free, I explained. She was silent for a moment and then she burst out laughing. What's so funny? I asked, almost annoyed. Well, don't you appreciate the irony, since you aren't exactly the traveling man, are you? Well, I most certainly am not, you got that right, but I still can't see the funny side of this. 
don't be so serious, Trevor. At least he left you something. I didn't get as much as a postcard. I would have been happy with just that, a postcard. By the way, how are the kids? My subject-changing plan worked perfectly, as she started to fill me in on all the things kids at that age normally do. I listened and answered with the required mm-hmm when appropriate, and finally, as we hung up, I had again forgotten about my encounter with the airline executive. The rumbling of my stomach had reached such proportions that it might cause miniature earthquakes soon. I walked to the kitchen and made some bread, my mind back at LibriVox again. Somehow I just couldn't get the mystery out of my mind. I kept thinking what it would be about, and then it hit me that I hadn't checked the name of the reader for the project. If it were someone I knew, I could maybe ask for a hint about the nature of this mystery. I decided to check it first thing in the morning. Now, however, I would go to bed. Some other night I might have even checked it right away, but the funeral had left me tired. I made my way to my bedroom, turned off the lights, and fell into the warmth of my bed. End of chapter 1 Recorded on 2nd of November 2006